What's good, everybody? It's our favorite time of the year here at the Black Effect. We're headed down to Atlanta for the 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival, and we're not going alone. Nissan is back as our partner, and they're continuing their Pitch Your Podcast Lounge at the festival, where you'll have the opportunity to pitch your podcast idea live and share it with the Black Effect team. So get those podcast ideas ready. And remember, you can count on Nissan to dial up the thrill in your adventures, no matter where life takes you. Visit blackeffect.com slash podcast festival for more details. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yep, yep. Ghetto boys is back and reloaded. All in your mind. Yeah, now deep-throated. This is for the streets, the real, the railroaded. The disenfranchised, the truth, the scapegoated. And they know it. We speak the truth, so they quote it. Because we wrote it. The North, South, the East Coast. It's the GB knocking. We're keeping your head bobbing. It ain't no stopping. And once the beat drops in, violence, the system is so corrupt. They throw the rock out their hands and then blame it on us. It's GB, don't get it twisted. On code and we ain't dancing for no buttermilk biscuits. It's Willie D, y'all. Scarface is in the building. Collectively, we are the Ghetto Boys. Reloaded. Reloaded with another episode of information and instructions to help you navigate through this wild, crazy, beautiful world. In the studio, Godfrey Dan Chima. <laughs> you said the whole name. <laughs> <laughs> like my father said, Dan Chima. Godfrey Dan Chima. Junior. Oh, man. Junior, man. Sound like you kill a lion. My father's voice is like tiger. Welcome, you, man. You know, well, thank you. It's a I'm going to tell you something straight off, bro. Like, yes, sir. You're one of the most brilliant people I know. Well, I appreciate like, that. Like, you you have a very, very interesting mind. Thank you. You sir. know, uh, and I see it. Like, most people, they don't even understand. Even some of the, like, to me, like, the best comics are the ones who are abstract. Mm. The ones who think outside of the box. Not just the regular sh- fucking right. jokes that. Right. People like me, myself, right. or Brad but, but, might but, think but it's, we hear jokes. Stock, oh, I can do that. Stock, yeah. Nah, yeah. not that. Nah, y'all got that. That bad. Now y'all got that. Now y'all got that. Y'all got that sixth sense type thing going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of brothers that, that can be abstract, but they don't want to. Sometimes you can get lazy in comedy. You can just be like, I'll just do. You know, what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do fucking. I'm gonna do. You know. You know what a bit. <laughs> Right. It, 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 <laughs> 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 Women now, if your man ain't, <laughs> you know, and that's that's sometimes you can go that route. Wait a minute, was was that Steve Harvey? <laughs> <laughs> y'all ever see? <laughs> y'all got me fucked up out here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna tell y'all, cause black folk, you ain't gonna fire Willie. <laughs> 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 
I, I mean, Steve, no, I, I just, listen, I came from the, the black circuit in Chicago watching Bernie Mac. Funny. He was, he, oh, yeah, I, that, it was me, you know, you know, Dion Cole, you know, even Mike Epps would come through. Uh, Corey Holcomb, all Corey, Chicago. Corey's funny as fuck too. Woof. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I forced Corey. I love to say this because Corey's so dope. I forced Corey to go to open mic with me. I brought him to open mic. I said, "You're coming with me." Really? Yeah, I knew. I knew Corey since I was a teenager. He was a ball. He's ball player, man. Fifty inch vertical, jump out the gym. Play Corey, with, what? You talking that? about the same Corey? Yeah, heavy man, Corey ain't never. Man, man, I talked to Corey all the time. Corey told me nothing Corey about no basketball career. Corey used to dunk career. like this. Hell <laughs> no. I'm telling you, Corey Holcomb played with wow. my brother. What are you talking about? And she got that motherfucker. And when he jumped, it was like cartoonish. You know, a lot of motherfuckers could jump that are five 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 two. Corey dunked standing there. Boom. Yeah. Wow. Sure. No sure. Shit. Wow. Sure. And he definitely talks shit. He talks shit. Right? He's like, I dunk dead in your face. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Corey is a crazy. fantastic no athlete. Hell no. yeah. Um. Corey, uh, yeah, man, um, I played baseball and football. I was more baseball, football. I wasn't really basketball, but I like basketball. I was more baseball, football. But Corey, yeah. 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 <laughs> that shit, yeah. Damn. But did yeah, he, man. Did he play for the school? He, we went to different high schools, man. Same conference, but we were different high schools. Chicago is all about the high school. High school, damn right? skippy. They yeah. go, where'd you go? Corey went to Sen High School. I went to Lane Tech High School. Right. Lane Tech is the biggest high school in Chicago, and it always competed against Michelle Obama's high school, which was Whitney Young. Whitney okay. Young was that civil rights leader that was with Dr. King and them. But yeah, it was a, a really prominent, it's a very prominent black school in Chicago. Number one in athletics and um, academics, and they compete with my school, which is a college prep school, technical school. Okay. Yeah, I graduated. Well, I, I transferred from a, a Catholic, racist-ass Catholic high school that my father forced me to go to because my father was like, you will not go to public school. You have to go to Catholic school. Was it's better. Was cool? Hell yeah, my was dad was cool a cool-ass African piece. or was he a mean He was ass. a cool-ass African. Was man, when cool. my father passed away, man, you know, he was an educator in Chicago for 45 years, Malcolm X College, my dad. No shit. And he, he, he created a school to help adult learning with some other teachers. It was called CCA Academy. And he in on the West Side, you know about the West Side of Chicago. Yeah, yeah. My father worked there for forty five years. George's music room was on the West you, Side. You know, gang. I mean, gangbangers respected my dad. Man, they knew my my father passed away. Man, I'm telling you, and my my mother's gone too. My mother's a nurse for thirty some a long time in Chicago. She trained some of my friends that are nurses. Damn. She delivered people's babies. You know what I mean? And my mother would be like, guess who had to know that baby? I said, who? <laughs> Your friend. She's only 16. <laughs> yeah. My mom, yo, my man, parents man, were blue man, collar, man. Chicago, Nigerian motherfuckers, yo. Word up. You know King Jaffe? Jaffe Joffer? <laughs> my son works. You will go to the Waldorf Astoria. And you will shower and take all of this dirt off your body. Wait. Akeem, make sure he gets a shower and a shave. Wait. You forgot one word. What? Two words. At once. At once. <laughs> <laughs> Man, do you believe that Nigerians are more judgmental than the average black person? 
Judge, what, uh, what, 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 yeah, I, what yeah, I mean yeah, is this: yeah. like <laughs> Nigerians will like pick shit apart. Like they see something yeah. and they oh, yeah. say exactly what it is. You damn right. With no filter, none. But mm-hmm. they don't. But they'll say it with no filter, but with no profanity. They'll right. go, why would you, how could you be doing this? <laughs> that is foolish. You have to use your common sense. They don't go like this. The fuck is that? You know, yeah. like, you know, the Americans are like, yo, what the fuck kind of shit? No, they'd be like, how could you do this? Why would you quit school and be selling drugs? God why? punish you. God punish you. Yeah, I remember when I had a cousin that was a drug dealer in D.C., right? One of my favorite cousins. Okay. I ain't saying his name. And, and my father, and he was smart as shit. You know, most lot Nigerian were academics and serious, but he was drug dealer. Damn. He had two. He had a bed. He had two Mercedes Benzes. Shout out like, to John B though, because <laughs> <laughs> because Mercedes Benzes was a big deal. And my father said, "How could you leave school to sell drugs? I see Mercedes Benz. You have two of them. Why you could you could earn? Yeah, yeah. They would break. They break that shit down. Yeah, and they get you know. But you know, it's just." We we because we we judge because we're trying to be great, mm-hmm. you know. So you you're trying to always strive for academic excellence. You're trying to strive for a better life. You want to be able to have a better life here and then go back to Nigeria and rock over there too. That's why Nigerians go back and forth, back and forth. A lot of immigrants in general will send. You know, I want to have a home in Nigeria and also have a home here. You know, it's just striving for excellence. That's what it is. We're a little arrogant. It's real shit. I got a buddy that that, um, that uh, 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 John Beto really, really got me into the game. Got my foot in the door. John B. There. John B. No, no. Ulimuiwa no. uh, uh, Akiri Beto is his real name. Oh damn, good so, job. Yeah, so that's one of my best friends in the world. Okay, and he's back in Nigeria right now. So all of the that 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 Nigerian culture, like I learned yeah. that shit from him. You so. you looking like a dignitary yourself. You look like one of them African dignitaries. We have to find a political situation because we are losing money in Africa. You got the glasses. Too. I'm, I'm done. Got, got, you know what? We all look like be, we could be from Nigeria, though. So that's some real shit. Nah, I mean, nah, nah, nah. We nah, look nah, West nah, Africa. Nah. Oh, are you kidding? Did you get your tests? Wait a minute. Time out. Time out. Time out. Man. Bruh. What? So I'm a specialist at ranking on motherfuckers, and that was good. <laughs> that was <laughs> Like, all you need is a suit. All he needs is a suit, and they take a picture of him like this. <laughs> <laughs> the African society has to change. <laughs> we, if we can't find it, what are we going to do to this country? <laughs> the Europeans are trying to colonize Africa. I will not stand for it. Ha! <laughs> Man, where did you 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 grew up in Lincoln, Nebraska, right? No, I was no, born. Not, not grew up. You was born, I was born in Lincoln, there, Nebraska. My parents jetted and you moved Chicago, to north side of north Chicago, side of right? Chicago, in the most immigrant heavy area in Chicago, because you know mm. Chicago's the most segregated city in the country still, really? along with Milwaukee, and they're yeah. not that far apart. Yeah, the most segregated. They hit Dr. King with a brick in Chicago. They threw a brick at his ass because he was doing something for the. Uh, the sanitation workers and they hit him with a brick and Dr. King said, that's the worst shit I've ever been through. Coming from Alabama, Chicago's yeah. still segregated because, but where I lived in Chicago is called Uptown. That's, you know, Corey was West Side, but he came to Uptown because we would go to the Boys Club of America and shit like that. But it was the most immigrants because we, it's like, I think it has a Guinness Book of World Record for immigrants over there because all my friends were like from, my next door neighbors were Cambodian, Damn. I had Vietnamese. They all just got off the boat. Vietnamese, uh, Filipino, 
Nigerian, African-American, American Jewish, white, European Jewish. My, I had baby, I had Russian babysitters. I had Haitian babysitters, Haitian, uh, Ethiopian, uh, Yugoslavia when it was Yugoslavia. Uh, so it's no Yugoslavia no more? Nah. What is Yugoslavia. it now? I think it's just. Are you serious? Yeah, it's the Czech Republic. I think. Oh, I don't think shit. I haven't uh, heard Yugoslavia in years. Yeah, it was back in the day. It was I had Yugoslavian I friends. from Yugoslavia. Yeah. yeah. No shit. So we had all my friends It was in Korean, Chinese, uh, some Japanese, uh, India, India. We had everybody. It was it, it was called Uptown. And it's still like that. It's still like that. And you had like blue collar and, you know, you had poor blue collar. So I was always around. You know, and even in grade school, man, I learned how to do sign language because my teacher was one of these. She was this white woman, you know, that, you know, we she protested nuclear war and shit. We had to start me, and my brother, sister. We learned how to sign language in seventh and eighth grade talking to deaf people. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Man, man let's wow. go. Let's go back to Nebraska, though. How, what to, how old were you when you left Nebraska? One, I think I was barely one years okay, old. OK, so you, you, you have I'm Chicago. You I don't have, know. You really shit. have no experience about the animal encounters and the zoo trains I, I, the, and the lily ponds. Hell Nebraska, no. that's what Nebraska is pretty much They're known for? Stuff like that. They're known for. Corn huskers. And corn, corn huskers, right. Yeah, yeah. And Malcolm X was born in Omaha, Nebraska. I'll be damned. Right. Yeah. Um, Gabrielle Union's from Nebraska. I'll be damned. The unions are a big family in Nebraska. But when he was born, he was born in Lincoln. So Lincoln. Lincoln is the capital of Nebraska. Right. I mean, yeah. And then you got Warren Buffett from Nebraska. He runs Nebraska pretty much. No shit. Yeah, Johnny Carson grew up, well, spent a lot of his time in Nebraska. And then I finally went to Nebraska about three years ago because my father went to a college called Dana College in Nebraska. And, you know, my father had been talking about it. Dana, I went to Dana College. Dana College. I said, what the hell is a Dana College? It was a teacher's college because my father studied education there. And I was like, I finally did the, um, I think, the funny bone in Omaha. Finally got invited to Nebraska. I'd never been there. It's like 2018. And I was like, and I asked the dude, man, I, 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 I want to find my father's college where he went. And this white dude's like, little white, he's like, yo, man, I'll take you to their place. I know where it is. I said, okay. So he took me, it was outside of Lincoln. It was like a good 45 to an hour drive. And there's nothing there, nothing, just corn feet. It's nothing. And I'm picturing my dad in the late 60s. Oh, shit. Going, yeah. I'm like, this, my father went through this shit. I was like, what the fuck? My pops going through this shit. When my mom's like, and to go to school, this is bumblefuck. Like, I'm like, and we're not talking, remember, I'm 2018 going there. Imagine, I don't know, 1969, 68, going to fucking, and my and then I saw it, I went on the campus and it's, it's, it's done, it's defunct, you know? Then they changed it to Midwestern University, but now they don't use the campus, but the buildings are still there. I said, this is where my fucking father went. God damn. Night, can you imagine Nebraska? The motherfuckers be like, you goddamn niggers, get the hell out of here, fucking niggers. And he's probably, excuse me, sir, it's Nigerian, you're pronouncing it incorrectly. <laughs> probably, you know, my pops went through it and then they went to Chicago. We moved after that, moved to Chicago because I don't remember no Nebraska. I only remember Chicago. And where did you pick up comedy? College. Or when did you college? When I saw Tommy Davidson. 
Really? Yeah. Dude, I saw Eddie Murphy raw, bro. I saw freshman college. I saw Eddie Murphy. But, but, but before college, there has to be some some trail there. Uh, like, you know what? I, I, I like some nuggets love, along the way. Somewhere well, my, you had to I be the funny guy. I can say my mother. My mother. It was the was like peripherally got me into comedy, not stand up, but just loving movies and you know like watching from the you know we all did watch the honeymooners, good times, Sanford and Son. But we were a TV family. You know, and watching comedies. I love watching comedies. I could do voices. I was doing voices when I was four or five years old. Okay. I was doing Ali because my father would watch the Ali fights. You know, when Ali was in this 2930, you know, Larry Holmes and Ken Norton and, and my father would be watching. And I used to be going, I'm fast. I'm pretty. I shook up the world. I'm the greatest. I told you how cold sell you too ugly. George, George Foreman is a bear. He's ugly. I'm going to get the gorilla in Manila. I used to do that shit. Oh, and I was like, this is how it goes sell. I am with Muhammad Ali. And right there, Joe Frazier almost had you down. See, that's your problem, Howard Cosell. You and Joe Frazier ugly. Tell your wife to take your toupee off your head. I, that, I used to do that shit for my uncles that would come from Nigeria. They would give me money if I say, they say, do Muhammad Ali. Well, do it for, I'll give you one dollar. I'd be like, I asked I'm pretty. I shook up the world. I told you I'm the greatest. I'm knocking them out in seven and taking them to heaven. Yeah. What, was, was, Ali, but, was Ali the single greatest sports figure in, in yeah. African history, yes, in your opinion? Of course. Yes. Yes, he was. No shit. Fucking right. He was what, big what, in Africa. What, what made him so endeared to the African people? Because he, he really, he, the fact that he fought in Africa, the, you know, in Zaire. Zaire. The fact, you know, Ali, Bumbaye, Ali. That was really his, his arrival in Africa. In that my was opinion. what? His arrival. Like yeah. When he, went yeah. To, when he fought it was over. Foreman in Zaire. And then beat him. Oof. And yeah, he, yeah it was like, I, I mean, I would have hated to be George Foreman. It's like, well, what about me? I'm black too, man. Yeah, but then like George me? Foreman was like, he brought the German Shepherd. Remember, he in the in the we and when we were kings, yeah. he brought that German Shepherd, which reminded them of like the brutality mm -hmm. that the French people used on them. Wow. He brought the German Shepherd, and he was like, "Yo, I don't, hey, I mean, man, I don't I'm, like, German I don't like all to this day, right? German Shepherds like are still mean and, and, and shit." And, and the George's defense, he still has a Heard of German Shepherds, trained dogs, for yeah. real. And, and to this, to this day. Defense. Yeah, it's yeah. they're amazing dogs, yo, for that shit. But the Africans didn't like that shit. And Ali was about black people. He was about the African people, connecting to his people, and the fact that he's Muslim, too. He's Muhammad Ali. There's probably a lot of Muslims there. And I think he went out, too. He was very he hung accessible. Out. He, yeah, yeah, he, he went out jogging. He always kept his... Yeah, yeah he was with jogging the with the with kids. The natives, yeah. and he, but he always kept his training uh, camps open to everybody, white, black, everybody. Everybody watched him train. He entertained everybody, remember? He entertained. And George Foreman was like, I don't want to talk to none of you motherfuckers. I'm going to knock this motherfucker. And Don, and what is it, what's it, the Don King's like, oh, it's going to be a good one. Oh, yeah, this is going to be the pontification of civilization. What? Man, what the fuck? And then what? James Brown was like, better than that. Remember? It was him and... It was, it was, it was him and Don King not making sense. He's like, hey, do unto other, and they would do unto you because in mine, well, it's here, man. Dane Brown, Dane Brown. Let me tell you something, boy. This is one of the greatest pontifications that I've ever seen in my life. It's gonna be, it's gonna be the greatest pontification of philosophical talk. And then he'd be like, man, I'm gonna tell you the performance of it. Middleton, when is that? Got his hand. 
you got to understand that manhood, we got Joe Hummer and we got Muhammad Ali going to make it right on the good foot. What? <laughs> on, the on the good foot. And everyone's like, what the fuck is going on inside here? Because <laughs> remember, James Brown performed. Yep. The spinners performed. The spinners performed. Everybody performed on that, man. Yeah, that, that was that was, was true yeah. black excellence, huh? That, that was true black. And Don wow. King I saw when put we it together. Yeah. I saw when we were kings, the, the actual, I had it on fucking whatever that thing, that big disc. Yeah, I saw it in the movie theater. Damn. And you know who saw it was not, and it, <laughs> and it was not a lot of people in the in the theater when I was there. And guess who came out of the theater with me at the same time? Sting. No shit. Yeah, he was like, that was a good movie, wasn't it? I was like, yeah, that shit was good. I was like, what's up, Sting? Because he lives in New York. I was like, damn, what's up, man? We just talked in the hallway for a little bit, and then he left. Yeah. Yeah. I like Sting. I like the police. Sting, remember like, that? Yeah. Every little thing she does is magic. Yeah. Every little Ghetto Boys Reloaded Podcast. We'll be right back after the break. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests. But with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, everybody, this is Carrie Champion, and I'm here to announce that the 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival is headed to Atlanta's very own Pullman Yards on April 27th. Last year was incredible, and this year will be even more thrilling, especially with Nissan coming back along for the ride. Nissan is returning with some empowering activations to support Black excellence in the STEAM fields. Have a podcast idea you've been eager to share with the culture? Well, Nissan is back with your Pitch Your Podcast Lounge. You'll have the chance to record your podcast idea and have it shared with the Black Effect Podcast Network team. But that's not all. Nissan is taking the stage to spotlight some of the HBCU scholars from their own Thrill of Possibility Summit. Nissan's action-packed weekend of community building, mentorship, and professional development for HBCU scholars pursuing professions in STEAM. The Black Effect Podcast Festival is the event you want to be at. You don't want to miss it because no matter where life takes you, Nissan will dial up the thrill in your adventures. Visit blackeffect.com slash podcast festival for more details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Man, you've worked with a lot of giants in comedy. I have. 
Uh, you know, we're, t- we're yeah. talking, we're talking yeah. Steinfeld, we're talking Seinfeld, Cosby, yeah. Cosby. Yeah, I worked for Robin Cosby. Williams. Hey, Robin, oh, yeah, man. I worked for Cosby. Robin so, Williams. I, you, I did a lot of shows with even him. Your, uh, you know, contemporaries. Uh, yeah. You know, you got you know, Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish, Mike Epps, Corey. Yeah. I just Day D Ray Dave. Yeah, I yeah I um worked for Cosby. I was the audience coordinator for the Cosby Show. The one, not the first one, the second one. Man, what was the, that like? It was cool, man. You, you, you ever been to sitcom where there's somebody warming up the show? You ever come to one of them yeah. shows and like, hey, yeah. how y'all doing? I'm going to show you the line. Yeah. I was that guy. Get him loose before. I was like, <laughs> we Ugh. I had to do all that shit. The how deal, long did you deal, do it? Deal has what? <laughs> you mean did he have different, <laughs> different flavor pudding? <laughs> <laughs> is, is 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 that what you're saying, Face? Is that you're trying oh, to say that I had different types of pudding? Because <laughs> you got your vanilla, you got the banana, you got all the different flavors. Uh, pudding. Pudding is code word for pussy. <laughs> P-U-D-D and the P-U-S-S, you've just got to replace the letters, so that's the secret. When you was doing, when you was working with Bill Cosby, did you ever Hell impersonate yeah. him? Hell yeah, I did. I remember, I remember this shit like nobody's business. I remember I was doing him because the whole, the whole, it, it's a Queens. It's called um, Kaufman Astoria Studios in Queens, New York. It's where Sesame Street has been. I'll for, be goddamn. I yeah, love Sesame you remember Street. me too. Yeah. Is Can Sesame you tell? Street still in production? Yeah, it's still it's on HBO right now. Are you serious? Yeah, you know HBO bought that shit. I'll be damned. I'm like, why can't the puppets curse now? It's on HBO. Wouldn't that be dope? Grover goes, what the fuck's going on here? Yo, I want my fucking cookies and I want them now. <laughs> See, it's for cookie for motherfucking me. Wouldn't that be hot? Wait, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 right? right? Or fucking Elmo, this is bad. You sell crack like bitches do on the street. <laughs> no? Yeah, I like that's Elmo. A pre- that's not a better... You know, of my, course you love Elmo. Elmo's my favorite. Elmo's the funniest of them. <laughs> <laughs> Elmo's funny as shit, dude. I, 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 like the, I like the Cookie Monster. Cookie Monster. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I love, I love Sesame Street. Man, come on. We all grew up on Sesame Street. And Kermit D., Kermit, yeah, listen, Kermit the Frog here. Yep, that's Kermit the. <laughs> Did you ever fi- figure out how to get to Sesame Street? Um, yeah, yeah. When we always say, "Can you tell me how to get?" I'm not gonna lie. This is how I discovered <laughs> Sesame Street was next door. <laughs> so I'm going in the elevator, going to work because I could walk there. I used to live in Long Island City, Queens. And I would walk to the studio. And you seen Big Bird with that? Like, no, 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 not that. I saw Gordon, the bald head black dude. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Willie Dynamite, Roscoe Orman. Mm-hmm. I saw him in the elevator. I'm like, that's the fucker from the He was just like Gordon? No, he was bald head. Just, he's like, hey, dude. I was like, that's fucking Roscoe Orman. That's Gordon from Sesame Street. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? I didn't know. So then I'm out doing my warm. I start the show, you know, because I'm tell, I bring out Dr. Cosby and Felicia Rashad. And da, 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 that's what I do. Audience coordinator. So then I'm warming up the show and it's 200 some people. And the black lady from Sesame Street's in the corner waving at me like, you're so funny. I go, yo, they go the lady from Sesame Street. I say, yo, yo what, what is, why am I seeing people from Sesame Street? They go, you know, we're right next door. You should come after. I go, oh, my God. Yeah. 
And yeah. so I went to Sesame Street. Get the fuck out of here. And I almost cried like a motherfucker. I ain't gonna no front. Shit. Yes, I did. Because you grew up on it. And I was like, I met the dude, the, the Elmo guy, before the, the, before the accusations. I met the count. Wait, what accusation? You know the Ke- sexual, Kevin, Kevin. Sexual assault. Sexual assault. Oh, goddamn. Elmo was fucking? No, not him. Elmo's, uh, his guy, yeah, he was operator. accused. Of, he was accused of like sexual assault, but I think he's good to go because he was direct. He was the director of Sesame Street. Oh goddamn! You didn't see his. You didn't see his documentary. I saw his documentary. It's called Being Elmo. It's really good. Um, so, um, I met him. I met the count. I met and oh, I fuck the count, bro. He was dope. I met the count, and then I saw Snuffleupagus. The elephant, but he was, they have him like raised up in the thing. I go, there's go Snuffleupagus. Snuffy. Yo, that shit fucked me up, though. I ain't gonna lie. I was like, ooh, boy. I was like this. I was like this. I said, this, I love this shit. I, and the music was going in my head. Sunny day, ring of a <laughs> remember we the, all know it. Even yeah. two hard dudes like yes. Remember, remember the guy that was selling the Christmas trees, the used Christmas trees, and somebody came up and said, "Like you trying to send me a used Christmas tree?" And he said, "Not used, previously owned." <laughs> Who was that? Did that? Yeah, yeah, pre- previously owned. Wait, previously, that was I, funny. Said. On on uh, um on Sesame Street. Previously, not Mister Whooper. There was Mister Whooper. He he passed away. Um, is a puppet? Was it one of the puppets? Oh man, it's been so long. This is a faint memory. I just okay. remember those. I just remember the conversation. Oh, peanut butter sandwiches. Guy <laughs> Smiley looking. Guy Smiley. Remember, remember. Check this out. I just saw. There's a documentary you all must see. It's called "The Gang of Sesame Street" on how it was created. It's so damn good. What is it on? It's it's. I think it might be Hulu or Netflix or one of those. You know, they're all the same shit. Yo, good one. I got a good one for y'all while we're on the subject of uh, mm-hmm. shit that we need to be watching. <clears throat> um, stay sweet. Pray and obey. Who's that? The polygamous guy. Oh, I want to see. I love polygamy shit. No, you need to see is this good? sick fuck, man. Yeah, is he's good? in jail for life, but... Uh, uh, um, he was he when his dad died. He married all his dad's wives, right? And then he started uh, marrying the, the the underage kids. Oh, too, see that's and just putting nasty. babies in them. Right? Pause. But no, it's it's some it's some I'm gonna, crazy, I'm gonna it's watch some crazy it. ass. That shit. cult shit is always but the weird shit. The, the reason I'm bringing this shit up is because the way they use the Bible to manipulate a motherfucker is unbelievable. Well, that's how we got into slavery. Well, that's the same way that they use the. Constitution to manipulate. Yeah, they always use God. You know, the Constitution don't apply to us. So anybody that's relying on the Constitution to get you anything or any type of relief is probably. But the Bible don't apply to us either. The Bible don't either. See, it's all of his men. But more people going to read the Bible. Excuse me. More people going to know about the Bible than they're going to know about the Constitution. You know. Right. They'll pull out Corinthians and. That's true. And won't know what the fuck is going on. That old ass talk. True and won't live it either. No, at all. Uh, um, I was gonna say this Sesame Street shit's gonna blow your mind. You know why? What? Because there was a white lady, and she was the one that said, "You know, we need to find a show that's gonna reach black children. They're they're, they're ignored too much. We got and all these these TV shows. Howdy Duda. This shit's too white and it's too corny and it's whack. And kids are just watching commercials." We got to find something that kids are going to learn with music. Da, 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 da. So she, her goal was to make sure black children are educated. Her goal. 
Was she responsible for the PES public broadcasting system? Uh-uh, no, she wasn't. <laughs> she was just responsible for the Sesame Street thing. Only that one, not Guy Smiley, the electric company. And- no, not the electric company, okay, just okay. that one. Okay. And she goes, what are we going to do? We got to reach black children, especially inner city wow. kids. Wow. So she she got psychologists and teachers and and, and then she hired, got Jim Henson, was this little hip, hippie puppeteer dude. She got all these cats. Some black people? Yeah, she got black psychologists. She, she got everybody. Good. We got to find a way to reach black children. So they had like samples samples of the show before they put it on they showed the puppets and they showed the people and they would separate them and the kids would watch and they would have a thing distracting the child so when they saw the puppets the thing that was distracting children wouldn't affect the kids they loved the puppets when they saw the people the distraction would the kids would pay attention so they were like we don't like the people we like the puppets so they said let's put them both together I'm telling you this shit is fantastic then they said well what are we how are we gonna what do we want Sesame Street to look like and they were watching one of the one of the producers, this other white dude who was producing like white shows. He wanted to get out of that shit. She calls him up. He goes, yeah, I want to do something different, something meaningful. And so he goes, well, he's watching a commercial and it's in Harlem in New York. And there's this dude talking in Harlem. He goes, that's how that's how the show should look. It should look like the, the streets of Harlem. Like it should look like a stoop. We need a, we need a stoop. We want it to be like Harlem. It was all based on black kids. Mm-hmm. Sesame Street. You wouldn't even know. The documentary is fire. I'm and you know Holly Street, Robinson? It's called The Gang of Sesame, the gang from Sesame Street. Gang, gang. And you know how hard, you, you know Holly Robinson? Holly Robinson, Pete? Yeah. Her daddy was the first Gordon. No hmm. fucking way. Remember Roosevelt Franklin? Roosevelt Franklin was a little puppet and it got canceled because it was too stereotypical and black people said, fuck that, we don't want that. You got to see the doc. What's his name, Roosevelt Franklin? Roosevelt Franklin was a puppet character that Holly Robinson's dad created because he goes, we need a black character. We don't have any. And so they had it and it was too like stereotypical and and like NAACP, they were like, no, 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 we ain't had that shit. Funny thing. Um, but Holly Robinson, Pete's dad was the main, was Gordon. Funny thing about the um, the Roosevelt Franklin, I had an uncle, my grandmother had a brother named Roosevelt Franklin, Roosevelt Delano Franklin, but wait a minute. Whoa. Crazy shit. Um, I found out uh, at my grandmother's funeral, my aunt told a story that um, that they were getting ready to lose their house. She lived right, right across the street from where we live in, in Fifth Ward. And uh, they were getting ready to lose their house, so the mama wrote the president. And the president say their house was in all kinds of shit, right? And her mother was so proud of that because she named her son Roosevelt Delano Franklin. <laughs> Damn. On everything. Huh. I just, just bought that. Uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Roosevelt Delano. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Who came up with that? I'm just a bill. That's that's bill. um that's um that was schoolhouse rock easy education i'm just a bill yeah i'm only a bill and i'm sitting here on capitol hill well now i'm off to the white house and i ain't feeling right i get yeah that's That's, uh his name is um bob Duro. i think it's bob it's a it's a couple cats that were the main singers because you know they had history science Mathematics. Remember, three is a magic number. Mm, that shit was so fucking yes, dope. Yes, it is. 
Every triangle has three corners. Every triangle has three sides. No more, no less. You don't have to guess. When it's three, you can see. No, it was a guy, Bob DeRoe. A man and a woman had a little baby. Yes, they did. They had three in the family. Three, six, nine, 12. 12, 15, 18. 21, 24, 27, 30. Yo, I don't that play, is fucking, yeah, yeah, I remember that shit. Man, that's, that, I, I, rem- I remember a lot of this stuff vaguely, but man, Girl, you, you got it down shit, pat, man. Yeah. 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 I went back. Yeah, I but, still but watch them over. I watch them again. I watch the um, Schoolhouse Rock. I'll go in YouTube and I do, I always bring up this shit. I watch old shit all the time. Super dope. Because with comedy, man, it's like no different than hip hop. You guys got to be up on your shit with your similes and your references and shit like that. But do, do you ever forget your stuff when you're on you, stage? Right. Oh, yeah. Sometimes yeah. you'll be like, you get a brain fart and shit. Yeah. Like, you're like, yeah, man. When you see someone go see, crazy shit out there, boy. Oh, that's, that's when they fucked up. Sometimes you're like, yeah, damn, I gotta remember the fuck I said. Okay, see, yeah. I would, I would forget like immediately. <laughs> like I would be out there on stage, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, welcome to stage, Willie D. Yeah, 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 yeah. I come out. It should be dope in the first two minutes. Oh yeah, doing a little dance. Go Willie. Come out. Go Willie. When the music, I oh, know nah, gangsters don't dance. We boogie. <laughs> I come out though. That should be fire. Right. Then I have to be like, like yeah, yeah, man. So I, I got the first joke down. I, I knocked the first joke out. Of course, out. it's easy. After that, listen here, man. Obviously, you, obviously, you, you're one of the best uh, guys when it comes to doing impressions. That's that's a gimme. How often do you get upset when people say, do this impression when, oh. you, when you're trying to do jokes? You know what? What's really good, too, what I love about the audience is they don't really do that that much. Sometimes they go, Hey, man, got to get that Steve Harvey. <laughs> and then I get it, but they don't do it too often because I got joke jokes. No. I'm known for having material. I made sure my old manager, David, rest in peace, Dave Klingman, he he made sure, he said, whatever you do, you know, you can do your voices, you can transition into accents, make sure you get strong material first and then bring it in because you don't want to be depending on that shit. A lot of times when comics that depend on they depend on the impersonations. Their their acts are really weak, mm-hmm. unless they're doing a voice. And I don't I don't have to do voices. I don't, there's times I don't do any voices. I I'll do like some accents to you know if I'm talking about Africans or I'm doing Indian people. I don't know. I told you what are you doing? Over? I do that. You know Chinese <laughs> Chinese very difficult. Why are you try to speak Chinese? See what? And how is here? You know, I could do that. Viet, you got Vietnamese here. You know, yeah, a lot of Vietnamese here. I grew up with them. You're like, me dang, me dang mean Vietnam. <laughs> you know, you talk, that's Vietnamese. Very guttural. You know, oh, you just, like you're drinking a lot of water and you're Vietnamese. <laughs> and you know, and you know, me dang, me dang means black person in, in Vietnamese. It means like a derogatory word. Me dang, yeah, me dang, you me dang. That that's yeah. That's give me a give me a a, a, a derogatory Chinese. Uh, oh, it's in. it's it's fuck. I forgot what the Fucking word. Google it because they that. they got. You know you, you know there's a, there's say. a guy that's teaching those people those black children in Africa bad words. You know you seen that right? What happened? Yeah. The video of a Chinese man teaching black children Chinese because you know Chinese are in Niger- in Africa, so they're teaching these oh. black children to say they're black monsters and niggers and but they don't know. You haven't seen it? This is crazy. Yeah. So what? And the kids are like, Sound cheer! And it means black monster. 
we we're poor. We're this, and they don't even know and, and what these they're are saying. Chinese people teaching teaching that shit. What, like, not all Chinese people. What are Chinese saying. people? What what are, what are the bad Chinese people doing in Africa? What are the bad? They they're take trying to take all the resources. Uh, they they gave Nigeria about sixty. I don't know a couple a bunch of hundred millions of dollars to re um to fix the infrastructure. So they're trying to take over Nigeria, recolonize Nigeria. But hopefully black, a lot of black leaders won't do that. Let them ha- let it happen. But they're trying to do some fucked up shit over there. I don't know. I don't know every Chinese person, but I know they're doing some fucked up shit over there. You know what I mean? There's going to be some Nigerian Chinese people. They're coming. Damn. You know, that's, that's really sad, man. It's like, yeah. damn. Yeah. God damn, can we have something? Can, yeah. can, we, can we maintain something? Can we hold up some type of integrity? Can, can somebody have some balls? Yeah. You know, we, can you put, can somebody put people over profits? We, and it's sad because you got your own people doing that shit sometimes too. And Africa, the reason why, like you see like the Chinese or the Asians get their little, um, they get their law passed, you know, anti-Asian law passed. You know, Dr. Claude um, Anderson, Anderson. he said it perfectly. He goes, let me tell you why you don't see no Chinese man, a Chinese man uh, killed or shot by police because they got an economic front. They put their money together. They got an economic front. You know why niggas are getting killed all the time? Because we don't got no money together. We don't put our money together. We vote for this, vote for that. We should be independent. Oh, you know what? Well, you know how strong we'd be if we all came independently voted. We would have these politicians in our pocket. We all put our money together. The reason why they treat us like shit is we don't have an economic front. We're not buying the police. We're not buying the politicians. That's why they look at us and don't give a fuck about us. Why That's why we're why, always getting shot. Because why we don't we get mon- it? Why don't we get it? Because we spend our money in everybody else's shit. Because what they Talk say that most everybody else's shit. They say, uh, Arabs, Asians, we go to their stores after even being treated like shit. We still go back to their shit, still buy their shit. Women got to get their hair weaves after being called fucking nigga left and right. And they'll go back to that same motherfucker. And then all they get is we sorry because they're losing business. If we and, and you know, we're trying, though, to open our own hair care. I mean, we got other people from other races selling us our own hair care shit. The fuck is going on here? And and. The problem is, is if we had our own economic front, it's all about money. You know what I mean? Why did the Asians get the anti-Asian hate thing? Because they're China. They're connect- and America owes China. China don't play that shit. They're like, you better handle that shit. Asian countries, they're, they, they love their Asian people. Asian people, Asia likes their Asian people here. I would, you know, I don't know if they like them all, but they have a connection. Africa and African-Americans ain't connected. They're not connected. Like yeah, There's a and lot of division. Why, we're, we're, and that's what's fucked up. Imagine that Africa backed up African-Americans and they were like, nah, you need to sign an anti-hate and an anti-lynching bill. They got an anti-lynching exactly. bill still on the fucking table. They got to think about hanging niggas. They still got to think about hanging us. Like, what do we do, John? I don't, I don't know. It's going to be a t- able to <laughs> Man, it's a toughie, you know? I don't see what the problem what is. What the fuck is going on? It's, it's hatred of black people. They Everyone hates wow. us. That, that's the problem. We, we just are, hate us. We, we're the, we're because of, you know, how, because of our history, how we were brought here yeah. and changed, uh, we're the only group of people here who, who, who did not come voluntarily. Right. So, uh, we're the only group of people here that um, we're the only group of people here that our own. Uh, we don't have a government, right? Right? right. Like yeah. everybody else. That's why. Like if 
you know, you don't see police gunning down Australians. And yeah. When they did, they paid up real quick. Real quick. Gave, gave, gave the cop a life sentence. A lot to lose. You don't see them gunning down uh, Asian people. Hell no. Because they know Ooh, it's going to be some shit be some with China. Shit. We they already know, owe China. They know it's going to be some it's shit. Arabs, they, they're they don't, very careful. You don't, you don't, you don't see them, you don't see them gunning, gunning down Arabs and shit like that because they know it's going to be some shit. Yep. You see? Because they got a country that yeah, is, is right. going to create an international yeah. crisis. Damn right. See? So, when they kill us, it's no international crisis. Because, right. like you say, uh, we're 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 descendants of Africa. But in America, if you're born wherever you're born, that's what you are. Right. That's you know, wherever you're born. Mm-hmm. You know, that's your yeah, nationality. You're not treating me like I'm born I, I got you, but okay. I'm saying wherever you're born, that's your nationality. Right. We we, we are Americans. That's okay? facts. Right. And but the thing is that. We're not treated like Americans. No, uh, we're, we're not treated like. In fact, other people that come here that we paved the way for right. are treated more like Americans more than we like are. A, yeah, and that is because of systematic oppression. That is because of the people that's in, in that are in power. Yep, your politicians. Yep, your, your, your the people who write the laws, mm-hmm. the people who enforce the laws. Yeah. those motherfuckers. Yep. All these senators been sitting around, ain't been doing shit. The, not a fucking the, thing. Your your state reps who ain't been doing yep. shit. You know your 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 congressmen and women who ain't yeah. been doing shit yeah. but getting paid and going along to get along. Yeah, it's and, it's, it's and, them. And it's easy to divide us because we'll sell each other out in a fucking heartbeat. Because there are black people that do not want to see the progress of other black people. Black Panthers are a perfect example. There were the, you know the informants that that killed Fred Hampton. You know in Chicago, Fred Hampton died at twenty one years old in bed with his wife, like sleeping with his daughter. They killed him in his sleep. But they had a black dude go in and fuck things up. That's how the gang shit started in Chicago. A lot of the gang shit was like, a lot of the gangs were trying to help out, have breakfast programs, they were trying to help the youth. And then the FBI was like, nah, nah, nah. Uh, what's his name? Jared Gahoo was like, nah, fuck all that. We got to find, get some of these brothers to come in and start arg- arguments with these motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. They'll get us, we'll do anything to ruin our, ruin each other. Look yeah. at how divided we but are. It's, look but at it's, Caribbeans, it's, Africans, African yeah. everybody fighting, thinking they're better than each other. We look the same. Ghetto Boys Reloaded Podcast. We'll be right back after the break. <laughs> State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbroke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, everybody, this is Carrie Champion, and I'm here to announce that the 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival is headed to Atlanta's very own Pullman Yards on April 27th. 
Last year was incredible, and this year will be even more thrilling, especially with Nissan coming back along for the ride. Nissan is returning with some empowering activations to support Black excellence in the STEAM fields. Have a podcast idea you've been eager to share with the culture? Well, Nissan is back with your Pitch Your Podcast Lounge. You'll have the chance to record your podcast idea and have it shared with the Black Effect Podcast Network team. But that's not all. Nissan is taking the stage to spotlight some of the HBCU scholars from their own Thrill of Possibility Summit. Nissan's action-packed weekend of community building, mentorship, and professional development for HBCU scholars pursuing professions in STEAM. The Black Effect Podcast Festival is the event you want to be at. You don't want to miss it because no matter where life takes you, Nissan will dial up the thrill in your adventures. Visit blackeffect.com slash podcast festival for more details. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The reason why it's so difficult, though, it's oh. not. it's not like, it's not like you don't have just millions of black people out there that's not trying. No, oh, the, of course the, the, not. The problem is, is like even when you do get it together and you're on the right yeah, track, right. they come in with their nasty, evil asses and they derail it and right. they can do that and get away with it again because the government creates the laws, the government enforces yeah, the laws. Yeah. And so we're the only group of people in this country that are targeted by our own government for failure. Like, yeah. like no government, you, you you can't name a group of people in, in the entire civilization who has ever been able to reach their full potential when they've been targeted by their own government. Yeah. These motherfuckers yeah. run it. Yeah. They, they got, and yeah. so they can always, even when it come to education. Yeah. Y'all want to teach that? Okay, well, we're going to defund you. We ain't going to give yeah. you the money. So now yeah. you got to teach this bullshit what they want you to teach. Yeah. Because they're not going to fund it. Yeah. So we're, 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 we're fighting we're fighting so so many battles With no but power. but and it does, so it so we can do as much as we can we can do, we can do but yeah. it, but it doesn't matter at right. the end of the day it well, it matters but again we're still not going to get there all the way because our government the government the yeah, place that we pay taxes the guns, they have all the that power. we pay taxes to these yeah, motherfuckers pay, yeah, they, but these motherfuckers got think tanks to that, keep us down that, right and they think come up tanks. with something and they come up with something every 10 to 15 years sure to 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 to, to deliver another death blow yeah, always it's like we're going to Look, look we got at, slavery. We got Jim Crow. Jim Crow. We got redlining. Uh, we, reconstruction. We got reconstruction. We, we gentrification. Got, gentrification. Uh, a poisoning we, of our food. We got uh, the crack food, epidemic. Food we got deserts, the motherfucking food deserts. Fucking up the groceries so so kid, black kids black don't eat. Mass right? incarceration. They always got some new yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like, they'll send the police to kill. You know, the police brutality. Also, also, Jared Hoover said. The biggest threat to this country is Negro improvement, empowerment. The biggest threat is Negro empowerment. 
We that's the biggest threat to our country is black people getting shit. And why is that a threat? It's a threat because <laughs> a threat because they think that if we get into a certain position, we are going to do the same thing that they did to us. But that's not in our nature because we're people of the earth. We are we are 100% human. We're 100% human. They they just they, I think it might be, and I'm not trying to say oh, this, but this scientist true. said it's they're true. part it's Neanderthal. True. It's true. It's true. There's 97, yeah. they're 3% Neanderthal. We're 100% human. We're, look at how forgiving we are. Black folks, we forgive a lot. We do. People do shit to us, but it can be like, oh, these white people did something to us. But these white people are cool, man. They're cool. We judge people by character. We always judge people by content of character. But the fucked up problem is we'll forgive you know, white people for doing so much fucked up shit to us, but we'd be ready to smoke another black man or black woman for stepping on our shoe or fucking some dumb shit. We'll have so much anger because they beat it into us to hate each Just other. Just the indoctrination. Yeah, they 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 did that shit to us. The Willie Lynch shit and all that. They made us hate each other. Like, when we get mad at each other, we're so fucking mad. Like, yo, I'm gonna kill this motherfucker. No, fuck that. But a white dude would be like, yo, I didn't like what he said, but yo... It's cool. We have to forgive and be able to move on. But that nigga right now, I'm going to kill his ass, though. You know, it's like we it's like they really did a good job on us as far as fucking us. Mentally, they fucked us, yo. They have turned us like Minister Farrakhan said, turning a race inside out, you know, with Mm. no knowledge of self, no knowledge of who they are, no connection to God. And here you come with your white Jesus. And you bring all this European ideology to black people and then you send them out with no education, no knowledge of self. What do you want us to do? Mm. You know, how do you reverse it? It's knowledge. And it sounds corny. Knowledge of self. I want the minister to hear that, by the way. Knowledge of self, man. Because I saw the minister's last speech in February. It was me, two chains, Rakim. Um, Corey Holcomb was there. We was all there. And I I, I got um, Riza Islam. He invited me. And I was in Dayton, Ohio. I drove over there. My plane was late, but I rented a car. So it's, I think it's his swan song. Cause you know, minister's 89 years old. Yeah. And I used to see him in college. I used to see him when I was 18. I used to go live to Savior's Day. I've been to about four or five of them. Used to Did have you go to the Million Man March? No, I didn't go to that one. I couldn't do it. I had something. Willie really went. Did you go? Absolutely. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? So I we've been to like events live. I've seen them, you know, and and knowledge of self, man, I'm telling you, it has to be. But we have to take it upon ourselves, not waiting on them to because they're they don't want this. First of all, critical race theory is a fucking bullshit ass branding. It's just American history. It's it's just American history. It's American history. It's like, oh, we don't want it. Because most of African-American history is white oppression. It's black people trying to fight white oppression. And they don't want that in there because they don't want to feel guilty. But the problem is you still you're still behaving the same way. You know, but you, but, you but know, they're you, still behaving the same way, still calling us niggas at will, and still treating us like niggas. Now, if they stop that behavior, that's my point. then we don't have to teach that because you've learned your lesson. But they still treat us like shit. So we need to know what the fucking reason is. And African American history, truthfully told, would be like, oh, that's why they're like that. Because how do we not teach black history? And you keep calling my son and daughters niggas. Where is this coming from? Fuck that. Your behavior isn't changing. So we need to know what the symptom is. 
And so we can come to a solution. And I'm telling you, we have to self-educate ourselves. There are plenty of books. We just got to get diligent to go, let me read about this shit on my own. I'm not going to wait for these motherfuckers to give it to me because I learned most of my shit outside of the curriculum. Mm. I just picked up books. Black bookstores are opening up left and right. You can order shit. You can get um how to um uh, how to eat the uh, message to the black man how to eat to live Elijah Muhammad uh, um autobiography of Malcolm X you can get stolen legacy you can get Black Athena you can get um um the ISIS papers by Francis Cress Welsing you can get destruction of uh, black civilization by Chancellor Williams you can get um behold a pale horse man. you can get what the fuck? You can get all of James Baldwin's readings. Whoa. Blues for Mr. Charlie. If Beale Street can talk, you can get all of the fire next time. You can get um Alice Walker. You can read um Sula by uh, Tony Morrison. You can read The Bluest Eye by Tony Morrison. You can read Nikki Giovanni, Sonia Sanchez. You can read fucking the writings of Dr. Martin Luther King. You can read Bro. the speeches of fuck are you talking about? They're right there. You got video games that you can get. You'll get the latest video. Go get a book, too, with that. I'm not saying you can't play video games, but go get that shit. Self-knowledge. Fuck waiting on them. Critical Fuck race, waiting on critical them. Critical race theory means... Critical race theory means nothing. It's not a fucking theory. It's a fact. Critical race theory. A theory is something that you guys... It's sort of like a, 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 an, 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 an assumption, I think. Almost like a guess. A theory. Like you go... Like the theory of relativity. Einstein's like, you know what? I believe that light, you know, the light moves at this speed, 186,000 miles per second squared. I believe that. Da, da, da. And and other people battle that. Like, well, I don't know if your theory is right. It's like a, an, it's almost like an assumption you make that can be it argued. Be it can it be, be argued unless until proven. You know, it's a crime. So it's theory, crime. black race theory. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's a crime in Florida to make white people feel. Uh, uncomfortable uh, uncomfortable yeah. about what they did to black people yeah. well, go ahead I'm, I'm, you, I you, 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 but you know what the, the, the biggest problem is that okay first and foremost the history of slavery needs to be taught the history of Jim Crow needs to be taught all black history needs to be taught like yep. all other history is taught yep. in America American history is what it is but if you don't like it if you don't like it that much if it pains you that much why are you still doing yeah. the shit that you did exactly. in the past? And the problem, the thing is that we wouldn't even be talking about this shit as much. We wouldn't be as passionate about it if they still was not behaving the not. same way. It, it's like the ain't no change behavior. No, A lot of this we, behavior is the same it, it's way. Just, like people say, I hate when people go, man, how could this be happening, man? It's 2022, man. Why, what are we doing? First of all, Mm. Enough with that dumb shit. No shit. All you got to do, if you want to know where we're at as far as society, subtract by 100. It's 1922. That'll keep you in fucking focus. It's 1922. White folks are still acting like it's 19 fucking 22. Okay? Because, you know, this it's 2022. The, the needle isn't moving. And even with, like, when, you know, people get mad when you bring up interracial dating and all this other shit. We've been fucking each other for a long time and the, the the racism needle hasn't moved. We've been fucking the shit out of each other. Banging, banging, ha, 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 sweating, fucking, fucking, and they're still racist. So fucking somebody out of a different race does not change the racism quotient, my friends. Mm. A lot of people think that, well, you know, people will come up like, well, I understand because my wife's Asian. Shut the fuck up. Mm. You have a fetish, dude. A lot of times people got fetishes. <laughs> Nobody wants to talk about a fetish. A lot of times it's just a fetish. It's just you have a fetish. 
Then there's people who actually, I say there's a small percentage of people who actually love somebody because you just love them. Not because I'm mad at black men, so I'm a date a white man, or I'm mad at black women, I'm a date a white girl. I think it's fucked up. You should date, love somebody because you love them, not because you hate your whole race or you and, and fetishy shit. A lot of times people approach shit in a fetishy way. Nobody wants to admit it, but they do. And they think that they're solving the race problem because I went to school with motherfuckers who had black girlfriends calling us niggas. They'd be like, you fucking nigga. And I'm like, no, I'm not talking about. But your girlfriend's black. It's, that's different. I was around that shit, man. I motherfuckers would be fucking chasing you out of their neighborhoods wearing Michael Jordan's jersey. Mm-hmm. Italians be like, hey, you fucking niggas. But you got Jordans on. You ain't wearing De Niro's. <laughs> and rocking out the PE. <laughs> yes. These fucking niggas. But you're. And I knew girls from other races, you know. You'd be like out, you know, hanging and partying and they'd be like, yeah, I don't understand it. My my brother, he's always talking about nigger this nigga, but he's always listening to like, you know, he listens to Public Enemy. He loves Jimi Hendrix. And they would tell you this shit. That's what I'm saying. What it has to be is a change in you. That's why I was a big George Carlin fan. George Carlin, legendary comedian, you know, Irish dude, grew up in Harlem. He has a great documentary on HBO. But what I liked about him, he spoke to power. He's a white man that spoke to power and his wife was white. I like that. I, I sometimes I trust that because when a guy is like, my wife's black, let me be a fucking civil rights guy. I go, it's like compromising. It's like you're making mm-hmm. up for your, I don't like, I don't always trust that. Not saying that they're not trying, but are you doing that because your wife's black or would you do it if your wife was white? Would you still fight? You understand that that that's why I love Carlin so much, because he spoke to power. He spoke about the mistreatment of blacks and Latino. He went in and his wife was a white lady. And I go, mm-hmm. that's true. Blue Jane Elliott, you know, Jane yeah, Elliott, yeah, know Tim that. Wise, of course. Tim of course. Wise. They have white spouses, but they're speaking to power. Like if you go, oh, I my wife, my husband's black. But yeah, you've called you've called black women black bitches, though. And your husband's back. Because sometimes you could be with somebody of another race because you're trying to get back at somebody. There are situations like that. I'm not saying everybody does that. But a lot of times people in interracial relationships get mad at this conversation because I'm hitting a fucking nerve. Mm-hmm. Is that what happened with Patrick Patterson, the NBA player that you came for? I came. You oh, the that, one who talked the about. The one who called black women bulldogs. <laughs> he was married to a white woman. That's fucked. Yeah, that's, a, that's another example of hating yourself. Your mama is black, man. I don't know his business, but your mama, you came from your moms. When you say black women ain't shit, you are insulting your grandmother. See, when we say, when we insult black women, we're thinking women on Instagram with the ass out, the ones we want to fuck and all this other bullshit. No, you're insulting black women, old black women, Mm. aunties and grandmothers and little girls. You're insulting all of them, not just the ones you like and trying to talk to. Not that. Yeah. I'm talking about on a level of just there's a black old lady that's been that that's the reason why you're here is because of her presence. You're mm-hmm. insulting all of that shit. Mm-hmm. You know well, he, what I mean? he actually said that he came back and cleaned it up and okay. said he what? was just talking about the one guy who attacked him because he had a white wife. And he wasn't talking about all black women. He was just calling well, that guy's well, wife a bulldog. Well, be careful mm-hmm. when you're talking. <laughs> that's saying about clear. her but be, be very clear yeah. when you're saying that you got to be clear go 
Uh, and and he probably got caught because black. Let's be honest. But black, there are guys like him though that that believe, fuck believe it, that. Be like man, ugh, black girls, fuck that. They 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 look like I said that's not true. Black women are the finest motherfuckers on the planet. They age the best, best bodies, the whole nine. You know, I mean, I'm not saying that there are no beautiful women in other races. Of course, there's beauty in every race, but we really got to get in the start get in the habit of like complimenting each other in public, man. Like black women get it the worst though. That's real shit though. They always getting nappy headed this, da 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 da, da 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 da. And everybody praises all the other women all the time. They're always getting the praise. If an Asian girl ain't getting but the praise black, of a white- black, black women save the fucking, save every group on the planet. They every, save every They group. save every cause yeah, on the planet, every, every fucking group. Nurturing you know, other people's children. <laughs> they're, they're, giving they're, them their they're, titty they're, milk. Come on. They're 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 the cradle of civilization. Okay, it's all they, I mean, facts. They are it's facts. black women. It's so facts. it's so it's like, you know, to attack a black woman, to, to drag, to disparage a black woman yeah. is to disparage yourself. Because yeah. ain't uh, it ain't a motherfucker on this planet who haven't benefited from the existence of black women. Period. Damn straight. Period. I don't give a fuck yeah. what somebody told you. Yeah. I'm telling you. I'm telling you what God loves and he loves the truth for all you motherfuckers out yeah. there be, be pushing yeah. that Bible thing. I have a lot of you black, know? and there's some black women that got mad at me because I made a video about, I don't know if you saw that one. I was in Brooklyn and it was a, 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 a advertisement of a black woman and a white man in a in an ad. And I said, why they got this ad in this black ass neighborhood? What is subliminally breaking down the black family? And I guess some women that were dating white men came at me getting all <laughs> angry. And I was saying every black woman, there's a lot of black women that come at me and come at me and say fucked up shit to me, get online, been fucking trolling me for since, since last, since pandemic, but it's all good. But I, I know there's a lot of black women that back me up though, mm -hmm. that back me to fuck up. But there's some that come at me and say, why the fuck would you say that? I go, why are you getting mad at what I said? I'm talking about subliminal messaging in advertisement and you're talking about your little personal relationship. You may maybe you was heard by subliminal messages mean something because just like they mean something when you see the black doll and the white doll, right? You know, it means something yes. if you always seeing the white dolls in all yeah. of the magazines. You see yes. white dolls. All you see is white dolls white. everywhere you look. All the time, white dolls, white dolls, white dolls. Yeah, fuck. If you see a little kid, even on television, advertising, white dolls, white dolls, white yeah. dolls. What do you think the little black kid is going to want? He's going to want a white, white dog, dog because it's, that's all they see. It's like in their brain. It's, it's yeah. all psychology tricks. Right. It's all psychological <clears throat> tricks that they got. Images are important. Not always reading words, images. When you see an image, it sticks in your head. It, stick, it, it stays embedded in your shit. That's why they know what yeah. they're doing. Advertising, they put the big posters <clears throat> up in certain neighborhoods, like in black neighborhoods that have smoking and drinking and all kind of shit. Just like in your head, those images, you know, they'll. But you go to a, a a gentrified neighborhood; it's healthy posters and posters of this, you know, progress and shit like that. They know what the fuck they're doing. What is it? What is it? Pictures worth more than a thousand words. Yeah, express and it's facts. It's do, facts. Do you ever, <clears throat> being that you are a comedian, you're a funny guy, but obviously you have a a serious side to you. Mm -hmm. Do you ever get conflicted about speaking about real shit because people sometimes do get uncomfortable about that? Yeah, so t I mean, I, I it's so funny because I love I love going hard in the paint, man. I like I like challenges. I like when they I kind of get I get I kind of get off on them being uncomfortable. I go, ah, yeah, I'm going there. I don't like taking the easy route, but sometimes I. I 
I do think about like, cause my audiences are pretty like diverse, diversified. There's white, black, Latin, Asian. I go, well, now how can I do this to make it palatable for everybody? Cause that's mm-hmm. important. Cause I, if I'm just going to say direct shit with no funny, that's not fair to them. Cause if they're paying money to come see me, I got to make it. They, they know my style, but I can't make it where I'm pounding them as if I hate, I fucking hate you in particular. It's not fair to them. How can I make this clan joke go and make everybody laugh at the same time? Because you're an artist. Now, if I'm going to be a preacher, that's different. But if I'm a comedian, you got to be a comic. You have to tell jokes and be funny. You don't have to preach to them. They know there's racism. They know a lot of, yeah, we ain't shit. We get it. But I'm here because you're a funny guy. I don't mind you saying that. I'll be uncomfortable, but that motherfucker better come with a punchline. And that's fair. And let that be a lesson to all the new comedians out there, the young up-and-coming comedians. Yes. Be funny first. I don't care what you do. Thank you. You know, I watch, I've watched so many of these guys come up. I know some of these guys who are legends right now. Yeah. I remember when they was teenagers. Yeah. And I can tell you, I understand comedy. I I may not, I don't know how to tell the jokes and shit. (laughs) But I know a funny joke when I hear it. You're not a funny guy. Come on, You're not funny. Funny how? Funny, you make me laugh. Hey, you, 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 hey. you hit amuse me. Funny how? I love how he just how does his regular voice. <laughs> Willie don't even try to imitate yeah, nobody. That shit is in a ghetto boy. <laughs> he just man. goes, what are you here to amuse you? Ghetto boy. Yeah, you know, wait, no, no, no. Wait, hold on, hold on. Hold on, Willie. What am I make you laugh? What am I a clown? I'm here to amuse you. I make you laugh. What makes me so fucking funny? No, he's a big boy. Tell me, is it the way I talk? No. What the fuck makes me so funny, huh? Makes me I got you, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you almost fucking crushed. You almost crumbled under questioning. <laughs> Stay tuned for part two of the Ghetto Boys Reloaded Podcast. This episode was produced by A King and brought to you by the Black Effect Podcast Network and, and iHeartRadio. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, everyone. It's our favorite time of the year here at The Black Effect. We're heading to Atlanta for the 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival, and we're not going alone. Nissan is back as our partner, and they're continuing their Pitch Your Podcast Lounge at the festival, where you'll have the opportunity to pitch your podcast idea live and share it with the Black Effect team. So get those podcast ideas ready. And remember, you can count on Nissan to dial up the thrill in your adventures, no matter where life takes you. Visit blackeffect.com forward slash podcast festival for more details. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. Come.